I see to your name. What a selection. That was a surprise, a really good surprise. I haven't listened to that song or just just kind of meditated on that song in a good long time. And so I really appreciate Brother Scarlett and Brother Josiah ministering in songs this morning. I sing praises to your name. Church, don't you feel like we just having church as normal? My God. I'm telling you, I know, I know, absolutely, we're in our homes, and I hope you are dressed and have your church clothes on, and you're not in your PJs. <laughs> Don't get quiet on me. Don't get quiet on me. Put your, take off your pajamas and put on your church clothes, and you will see the worship is just a little bit more different. The praise, just a little bit more different. Amen, because guess what? I want to just make sure I, I do what I do. This is what we do on Sundays. We wake up, thank God, and just move around in the Spirit and prepare ourselves to come together to worship the Lord. And so we are so thankful. And so God is good, and it's just such a wonderful thing to come together. So hope you had the church clothes on like I do. And we are just going to get into the word of the Lord this morning and see what the Lord wants to say to us again. Thank you, Jesus, for all your goodness and all your kindness and all your mercy. Thank you for allowing us to be together one more time. Amen. And I thank you for this church. I'm telling you, uh, it's something about this church. Our church is uh, five years old. We are five years old. Um, this year, we will be six years old in October, but I tell you, I believe God has brought us such a far way for a five to six year old church. Uh, I, I am just enjoying what God is doing in our midst, and so I thank God for it. If you have your Bibles or your iPad or your phones or Whatever you're going to read the scriptures from this morning, I would love for you to turn with me to Matthew chapter 4. Matthew chapter 4. Amen. And I have a word from the Lord this morning. God really uh, put this word in my heart. God put this word in my thought. And so I will do my very best to convey to you what the Lord has placed inside my heart and in my thought. This came from out of left field. I wasn't thinking about this. And then all of a sudden, here comes this thought from the Lord on these scriptures. And so, Matthew chapter 4, verse number 12, is where we will take our reading from. And we'll read from verses 12 through 16. Verses 12 through 16. The word of the Lord says, now when Jesus had heard that John was cast into prison, he departed into Galilee. And leaving Nazareth, he came and dwelt in Capernaum, which is up on the seacoast, in the borders of Zebulon and Nephtali, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, the land of Zebulon and the land of Nephtalim by the way of the sea beyond Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles. The people which sat in darkness 
saw great light. And to them which sat in the region and shadow of death, light is sprung up. Amen. This text is um, exciting to me in many ways. But one of the ways why this text is so exciting to me is I was in Capernaum when I went to Israel. And I was in the area of Capernaum, in all, right there outside of Galilee. And it just, that area did stick out to me. Capernaum did stick out in my travels. And as a matter of fact, I went back and looked at the pictures that I took in Capernaum. And it, it was just different. It was something that was different about that town. And so when the Lord led me to this text, and I started reading, just the light came on. I started thinking about a lot of things and thinking about my trip to Israel, especially when I was in the town of Capernaum. And so I'm going to share with you a little bit this morning of what I believe the Lord has laid on my heart. And I have entitled the message this morning, Coming Out from the Shadows. Amen. Coming Out from the Shadows. Coming Out from the shadows. Jesus, one more time, will you help us? Lord, your word will not go out and return unto your void, but it will accomplish that which you set it forth to accomplish. Lord, let your word accomplish your purpose today. Will you anoint me, Lord Jesus, to speak as your oracle and to be guided by your spirit, that, Lord God, the power of God will move upon us, and whatsoever your will is to be accomplished this morning in this church, let it be so, Lord. We give you honor and praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Somebody say amen. Amen. Coming out of the shadows. What a miserable picture. A land of gloom and doom. Its inhabitants seated despondently and helplessly with death looming, not having enough light to arise and do their work or any heart to bestir themselves and seek for light. They had become accustomed to the darkness and a strange lethargy had taken possession of them. There is no doubt that fear had set in. Come on. Because when there is darkness, there is ignorance. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. And ignorance is a breathing ground for fear. Amen. When there is darkness, there is ignorance. And ignorance is the breathing ground for fear. Somebody say amen. Amen. The continuation of their imagination had become sinful. They were stuck with no way out and had no answers. The scripture said they sat in darkness. They were just there in darkness. They had lost all hope. How does one get enveloped by darkness? How, 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 no one seemed to want to be in darkness, but how does one become enveloped 
by darkness. We are enveloped by darkness whenever we reject and rebel against the knowledge of God. Help me somebody. When we rebel or when we reject the knowledge of God, we automatically become enveloped with darkness. We automatically become consumed with ignorance. We automatically begin to live our lives in fear because we had reject the knowledge of God. We had to rebel against the knowledge of God. I'm here to tell you today, darkness is not just how we see light and dark. Darkness is not whether or not the sun comes out or it does not. Darkness is not whether the light comes on or it does not. But darkness is when we reject or rebel against the knowledge of God. We only can receive light when we receive the knowledge. And I'm here to tell somebody this morning, you have to respond to the knowledge of God for the light. Amen. To come to you. Amen. Those who are ignorant of the knowledge of Christ will frequently be victims of superstitious dread and darkness. If, if, if you are ignorant to the knowledge of Christ, you will frequently be victims. You will always play the victim. You will always have the victim superstitious dread just looming and darkness around you. But we don't have to be in darkness. Somebody said, no, we don't. Hallelujah. In John chapter 3, verse number 19, the word of the Lord says, And this is the condemnation, that light is come into the world, and men love darkness rather than light. Come on, come on. My God help us this morning. Men love darkness rather than light. You know, something came into my mind this morning, and I want to say this before I go on and reading that text. We like to feel that in general, as people, we are pretty decent. In, in general, we like to go around, especially in this day and time, we have been treating our fellow men a whole lot different than than, than times pass. And so whenever there are situations that challenge us, we begin to treat each other a whole lot better than when we don't have challenges. And so if we would, would look around in these times, we will feel pretty decent about who we are as people. We're not that bad. We're fairly decent. But church, God want me to tell you this morning, please do not compare yourselves with each other to determine if you're decent or or not. This is a message from the Holy Ghost. Amen. We do not compare ourselves with each other to determine if we're fairly decent, if we're okay people, if we're not evil. God wants you to compare yourself with Him. God put in my spirit this morning to tell you He is the standard. There is nobody else that's the standard. You don't measure yourself with nobody else. You don't determine
determine if you're good by anybody else. You don't determine if you're loving according to somebody else. Everything that we need to determine about ourselves, we need to look at the Holy One of Israel. We need to look at the King of Kings. His name is Jesus Christ. He is the standard. He is the one we compare ourselves to to determine whether or not we're good or we're not. And I'm here to tell you this morning, I wish I was better than what I am, but I'm not. Because when I compare myself to Jesus Christ, I am nothing. When I compare myself to Almighty God, I can do nothing. I have no righteousness in me. But if I will trust in Him, if I will obey Him, then something good can come from my life. If I obey Him, we can't compare ourselves with each other to determine that we're good people. The Bible says man like Oh, let me change that. The Bible says man loves darkness. It means we love to do wrong. It means we love to live wrong. And so as much as we might think we're okay and decent people, comparing to God, we're not good. Come on. Come on. Preach it. Preach it. Hallelujah. I needed to let you know that this morning. Because we can mislead ourselves in thinking that we're okay because we're looking at each other. We're looking what everyone is doing. We're looking how we're doing social distancing. We're looking how our supermarkets are set up differently now. We're looking how we're a lot more courteous to one another now. We're looking around and see these little things that we're starting to do that we normally didn't used to do. And that's great. And that's wonderful. But the Lord Jesus wanted me to remind you this morning, He is the standard. We are not the standard. We don't look at each other to determine if we're doing good or not. We look into the law of liberty, the word of God, to determine if we're doing good or we're not doing good. It says men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. Our deeds make us want to stay in the dark. For everyone that doeth evil hated the light. Neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. But he that doeth truth cometh to the light, that his deeds may be made manifest, that they are wrought in God. The more evil that is done, the more darkness hovers. The more evil that is done, the more darkness hovers. And I'm here to tell you, if we want to get darkness away from us, we have to stop doing evil. Because the more evil we do, the more darkness hovers. If we continue in evil deeds, evil will control and will dominate us. There is no way we can continue in evil and overcome evil. If we continue in evil, evil will dominate us. Evil will control us. And so we must determine that we cannot allow evil to dominate us. We can't allow evil to control us. The people who sat in darkness, that is a state of very little hopefulness. The man who walks is active. Listen to this carefully. The man who walks is active. 
he has some energy left and may reach a brighter spot. But a man sitting is inactive and will probably abide where he is until he dies. The people that sat in darkness, it's as if they had been there a long while and will be there longer yet. When you sit in darkness, you have become comfortable with darkness. When you sit in darkness, that's like you saying, this is all I can do. Oh God, when you sit in darkness, it's like you saying, I've accepted everything that's happening around me. I have nothing to do. There's nothing I can do about it. I will just sit here. I will just remain here because I have no hope and there is nothing I can do. When you're sitting in darkness, you have given up. My God. My Lord. Mm. Amen. The people that sat in darkness, they have given up hope. Their disappointment or their disappointed hearts told them that they might as well spare those fruitless effort. Therefore, they sat down in hopelessness. They, 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 they looked around and saw so much darkness. They looked around and realized that there, 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 there's just no hope. And so they decide I might as well do nothing. I don't know if you ever found yourself in a situation where you look around and you, you seem to see nothing that can go right or nothing that seems to be going in the right direction. Nothing that's going good. And you just say, what's the use? Because nothing is going right. Nothing is useful or hopeful. So I might as well just forget about it. I might as well just don't even worry about it. I might as well just sit here and do what everybody else is doing. They sat in darkness. Perhaps they sat there so long that they reached a state of insensibility and indifference. This is a horrible condition of the heart. When you become insensible, when you become indifferent and just decide that there is no hope, it's a bad place for your heart to be, church. The people who sat in darkness. There's so many people in our world today that are not living for God or or have attempted living for God and feel like it, it's so hard and so they decide that I'm just not going to worry about it. When you do that, you're accepting darkness. You're accepting darkness to control your life. You're accepting darkness to just reign in your life when you decide that you can't live for God. When you decide it's too many rules. When you decide it's too hard. When you decide it's too much effort. That's you deciding that I will just accept darkness. I will just accept ignorance. I will just accept my situation because I have no hope. But church, you do have hope. Tell somebody they do have hope. There is no need to accept just the way things are because the God that we serve, the God that is the creator, he has all power over all things. And if we will trust in him, if we will just look to him. We will realize there is hope. We will realize there's opportunity. We will realize that trouble don't last always. We will realize that we can get out of where we are. Clap your hands unto the Lord and make a joyful noise unto him. I remember
remember, I remember the four lepers. You remember the four lepers? I remember them good because God gave me a word in that a few years ago. And I remember the four lepers. They made this statement. Why sit we here until we die? I never forget those lepers because they realize that they're dying. Their limbs are falling off. They had no hope. And they said, if we sit here, we're going to die. If we get up and go someplace, we're going to die probably anyway. But what's the use of sitting here and just die? What's the use of sitting here and get run over? What's the use of sitting here and falling apart. What's the use of just sitting here? We're just going to get up and we're going to go. Maybe there could just be hope. Maybe there just could be an opportunity. So we just won't sit here until we die. And guess what? If you know anything about the poor leper, they went and they were able to get food and they were able to be restored because they determined that I will not just sit here in darkness. I will not just sit here in ignorance. I will not just sit here in time of need. But I'm going to get up and go. Because I know there's hope. Because I know there's something ahead. I know there's hope. I know there's an opportunity awaiting me. I will not just sit here and die. Help us, Lord. God has sent me to tell you this morning that you don't have to sit there in darkness and die. You're coming out from the shadows. You're coming out from the shadows because the shadows oh, want you to think that you have no hope. The shadows want you to think that you're going to die. But God sent me here to tell you this morning, you don't have to die. You don't have to stay in the shadows. You don't have to stay in darkness. You don't have to be ignorant. God is a God loves you and God is reaching for you. You just got to know it for yourself and reach back to Him. Church, it is not wise to sit around with a defeatist mentality and give in to your surroundings and current situation. Please. Not a good time. Never a good time to sit around with a defeatist mentality mm-hmm. and give in to your surroundings and your current situation. Listen, I'm always going to encourage you to obey the laws of the land, to do the right things, but that does not mean you sit around and become woe is me. Mm-hmm. We're in such dire straits where we're in such bad situation what can one do anyway oh help me somebody that's not the mindset that a child of God should have that's not the mindset that one who is trying to come out of the shadows should have that's not the mindset that one who is in darkness should have you got to get the mindset that even though the situation is grim, even though the situation is challenging, and, and, and even sometimes you might look and say, where is hope? I'm here to tell you hope is on the way. Right. Hope is right where you need hope to be. You just have to trust him. Right. 
We will not sit around waiting to die. We are the people of God. And God made us salt and light. Somebody hear me today. We are the people of God and God made us salt and light. And I'm telling you, salt can deal with anything. And the light will come into any dark place. It's time for the church to stand up and be who it is. Because we are salt and light. Right now, I don't think anything can be better than salt and light. Because salt will destroy any disease or sickness or ailment. And light will shine in any dark place. We are hope. And wherever we go, we bring hope. Church, stand to your feet and understand who you are. I want you to get it in your spirit. I want you to get it in your mind today. I want you to get it in your heart. I feel the Holy Ghost telling me to let you know you are more than a conqueror. You are more than a conqueror. You are in unstoppable. You are indestructible. Why? Because you came from the indestructible one. Why? Because you came from the unstoppable one. Why? Because you came from the one that can't die. You came from the one who laid down his life and then picked it back up. And because he laid down his life and picked it back up. Guess what? Your life cannot be destroyed. Your life cannot be taken from you. Because the one who laid down his and picked it back up is the one who's taking care of you. Is the one who's sustaining you. Is the one who is leading you. Is the one who is empowering you. And so there is no weapon form against you that will prosper. Because the mighty God, the everlasting Father, is the one that's on your side. Is the one that's taking care of you. Is the one that's upholding you. He is the true and living God. He is the all-powerful one. He is the one that can't die. He is the one that will keep you. Somebody need to clap their hands over the Lord and give him a shout of praise. Lift up his name. Jesus, we worship you. Jesus, we honor you. Jesus, we bless your name. Oh, God, we love you. Oh, God, we give you praise. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Oh, thank you, Lord. Oh, glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. The text goes on to speak of them as sinning. In the region, of, the region of death, the shadows. That is to say, these people lived in a territory that appeared to be ruled by death and to, 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 to be death's haunt and natural abode. They sat in the region of darkness, but it is added that they sat in the shadow of death. That is, it's under, it, 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 it's, it's cold poisonous, depressing shade, as though grim death stood over them in all they did. And this shadow kept them from the light of heaven. When you're in the shadows, the light is blocking. When you're in the shadows, there's an interference with the light. A shadow is something between light and and darkness. It, it, it goes in between. 
a close, uh, as close, listen to this, listen to this, listen to this, as close as death may seem while you're in the shadows, life is just as close. Come on now. Amen. As My close God. as death may seem while you're in the shadows, when you're in the valley of the shadow of death, as close as death may seem while you're in the shadows, life is just as close. The devil wants you to think that death is closer to you than life. But God has sent me to tell you, as close as death can be, is just as close as life really is. And you need to know that you just got to reach out for life. Death is not closer to you than life. It's as close as you can get to life as death. It's up to you. Choose ye this day. Death or life. God or man. But just as close as death is, it's just as close. Life is in your grasp. And you got to know it, somebody. Don't you be deceived. God is not mocked. Yeah. You've got to know uh, that if you will reach out, uh, life is just as close. Uh, don't yeah. you think you're going to die? Don't you think you're going to be destroyed? Don't you think you're going to leave this earth? Uh, it's not your time. Uh, hold on. Hold on. Trust the Lord. Call on His name. Cry out to Him who worship Him. Let Him know, God. Let me stay and hold on for a little while longer. Let me Stay and hold on for a little while longer. Amen. Help me, Jesus. Listen, don't let your couch or your bed become your coffin. Don't let your bed or your couch become your coffin because you're just laying around thinking that what's the use? There are no hope. I don't want you to think like that. I'm here to tell you, getting ready to come out of the shadows. You're getting ready to come out of the darkness. And you need to know that God will bring you out. I don't care how grim, I don't care how dull the situation around you may seem. God sent me to tell you, He's getting ready to bring you out of the shadows. He's getting ready to bring you out of darkness. You got to get up. You got to stand up. And you got to call on Him. Somebody say Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Here, these texts. The people which sat in darkness saw a great light. That the light, that light that they see, that light is Christ. They sat in darkness. They were there in darkness. No hope just succumbed to their surroundings. Decided that we might as well just hang out and get used to this. This is how life will be. But then that light, that great light, not just any light, that great light sprung up around them. Oh my God. That great light sprung up around them. He revealed great things to them. He manifested great comforts to them. He saved 
us from great sin and great wrath and prepares us for great glory. When that light springs up, when that light shows up, he will manifest comfort to us. It's all about the light, somebody. And when that light, who is Jesus Christ, shows up, we, he will reveal great things to us. He will bring about comforts to us. He will save us from our situation and from sin. He will save us from great wrath and he will prepare for us for great glory. When the light shows up, there is nothing like the light. I don't know about you, but I was once lost deep in sin. I was once consumed by darkness. And I remember when I met the light, everything around me changed. Everything around me changed. I saw differently. I understood differently. I didn't walk around with burdens anymore. Oh, I'm telling you somebody, if you were once in darkness and the light sprung up around you, you understand what I'm talking about here this morning. If you understand what I'm talking about here this morning, you want to give God some shout of praise. If you want to lift up the name of Jesus, if you were once in darkness, and now you've been brought from out of the shadows, you've been brought from out of the darkness, and now you're walking in light, you need to give God some praise for that. You need to lift up the name of Jesus for that, because you could have been still in darkness. You could have still been consumed by a life of hopelessness. Give God some praise in this house. I'm closing. There is no, there is no solace for our grief like Jesus Christ. There is no solace for our griefs like Jesus Christ. And those who are ignorant of it are sitting in darkness and in the shadows of death. The people that sat in darkness saw great light. Light is of no use unless it's been utilized and responded to. We come to see and to know the Savior in order to be saved, in order to come out from the shadows. Jesus Christ himself is the light of every believing eye and the deliverer and he delivers the most troubled soul from its misery. In him is light and the Light is the light of men. In him is light. And the light is the light of men. When men are hopeless and miserable, he is the light. He is the one that comes shining. He is the one that brings hope. In him is light. And there is no variableness. There is light for those who sit in darkness. Somebody, you don't have to stay in darkness. You don't have to keep thinking that the world is coming to an end and all of these negative thoughts are flowing in your mind. That's darkness because it means you're ignorant. It means you don't understand what's going on. But if you know Jesus, you know light. If you know Jesus, you know knowledge. If you know Jesus, you know understanding. And you don't have to worry. And you don't have to fret. I can think about the time where he delivered the children of Israel from Egypt.
Egypt. He led them to the Red Sea. The Egyptians thought they had them. The Egyptians thought how stupid could they be. The Egyptians thought, well, we're going to get them back to be our slaves. But the Lord was setting them up. He led them by the Red Sea. He parted the Red Sea. He sent the children of Israel across. And they waited across. Here come their enemy. Here come their adversary. Here come darkness. Here come ignorance. And the Lord just closed up the Red Sea. Darkness. Ignorance. And sin was destroyed. As soon as you think that you have no hope. As soon as you think you're back in the against the wall. As soon as you think you have nothing to look forward to. Just call on the name of Jesus. Just call on the name of our God. For he is hope. He is light. He is the one that will bring us out. That will bring us through. He is the one that will destroy darkness, sin, and ignorance. Just call on the name of Jesus. Jesus. Oh, glory, hallelujah. Glory, hallelujah. I would say to everyone, every poor soul sitting in darkness today, you don't need to be in darkness any longer. For light has sprung up around you. Light is sprung up around you. It's already sprung up. You don't have to worry about it. Listen to me. Wherever darkness is, it's the perfect place for light to spring up. Wherever darkness is, it's the perfect place for light to spring up. If we would be perfectly honest, listen to me, if we would be perfectly honest, most of our world is currently in darkness. The sun may be shining today, but they're in darkness. Uh Uh-huh. This may seem like a doom and gloom statement I'm making here about our world being in darkness, most of it. But it is not a doom and gloom message. Listen to me. Most of our world is ready for the great light, Jesus Christ, to spring up and lead them out of darkness. I want you to know, because the world, most of it is in darkness, it's ready for the light to shine. You see, sometimes the Lord wants to help us, but we're not ready for his help. Sometimes the Lord is saying, come on, let me take your hand and leads you the way you need to go. But we're not ready. I believe that we are ready for the light to shine. I believe we're ready for Jesus to lead us. And so with so much darkness all around us, I believe we're prepared and ready to give our hands to Jesus and say, lead me, Lord. Wherever you lead, I will follow. Wherever you lead, I will follow. I believe somebody is ready to extend their hand to the Lord say, Jesus, as you lead, I will follow. Oh, somebody say amen in this house. Our world is ready for the great light to sprung up. They are ready to follow the great light. These may be the worst of times, but I'm here to tell you they are also the best of times. You can look around and say, this is the worst of times. We've never seen our world ever like this before. But I'm here to tell you when I see it from the eyes of the Lord, it is the best of times. And while there's panic, and while there's 
there's worry in, and why there's oppression, and why there's sickness, and why there's diseases. I know these are the best of times because where there's a need, Jesus can help us. When we decide that we have need, that's when Jesus can come in. And so as much as these are the worst of times, they are the best of times because Jesus wants to meet and exceed our needs. And so I close with this. Capernaum. That's the place where they had sat in darkness. Mm -hmm. That's where they were, where darkness just consumed them. Capernaum. That's where they were in the shadows and had lost all hope. Capernaum. Capernaum is the most important city on the northern shore of the Sea of Galilee. Listen to me. I've stood before the sign and took a picture before the sign. The sign is a sign in the town of Capernaum that says, the town of Jesus. Mm. A lot of people don't understand. They don't know about Capernaum. There's a sign in the midst of that town that says the town of Jesus. Let me tell you why. After being rejected in his hometown Nazareth, mm. Jesus made Capernaum the center of his ministry in Galilee. Yeah. I believe he did the second most miracles of all the time he walked the earth in Capernaum. Mm -hmm. His hometown rejected him and he went over to Capernaum. Mm -hmm. He performed many miracles there including healing of the centurion paralyzed servant. A paralytic carried by four friends got healed in Capernaum. Peter, mother-in-law, was healed by Jesus in Capernaum. And the nobleman's son be, was also healed in Capernaum. Many more miracles were done in Capernaum because when Jesus went to his own, his own received him not. And so here is this town over from his town where they didn't have the privilege. Because he wasn't from there. They were just in darkness, lost, had no place to go, had no hope. They sat in darkness. But as it would be the ones that were fortunate. Church, let me tell you something. Be careful when you have been fortunate to have things. Because when you've been fortunate to have things and you have things, you seem to don't see your real need. Huh. And when you when you are without things, you understand what a need is. Today we always tease our children to say they have no clue what a need is and what a want is. And so all of what they have is usually wants. They don't have needs. They, they normally want, even when they say they're hungry, they don't even really know what hunger is. Mm -hmm. They're just wanting to eat because it's time to eat. Our children and so many of us don't understand needs. All we know is wants. Mm -hmm. 
And so Capernaum had a need. It wasn't a want. They were in darkness. They had hope. They had no hope. They, they were hopeless. They had a need. Somebody said they had a need. And so our world may be at one of its darkest times right now. We, 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 we could be at one of our darkest times. But, but we have a need. It was, Capernaum was the darkest of cities. But guess what? That's where Jesus went and made his second home. That's where light started shining the brightest. Wherever Jesus is, that's where the brightest place is. Wherever Jesus is, that's where... The, the brightest place is and so they were in darkness but then Jesus showed up they were sitting down lost but then Jesus showed up they were in the shadows of death but then Jesus showed up Amen. how special is Capernaum now today my God our world may be one of maybe at one of its darkest times right now, but we are perfectly situated mm-hmm. for the great light, who is Jesus Christ, to spring up. Amen. Amen. We might be at our most challenging times. We might be at our darkest times, but this set us up just right. This set us up just perfect for the great light, who is Jesus Christ, to spring up all around us. Jesus will always show up when there is a need. We just have to show our interest that we need him. Wherever there's a need, you go through the Bible and you see where someone had a need and they put effort into. I can think of so many situations. The the first quick two that come to my mind was Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus, the short man in stature that, that wanted to see Jesus, that wanted to come to know who this Jesus was. And because he wanted to know so bad, he could not see because of his stature. So he just ran into a sycamore tree and climbed up so he can see. And he climbed up and I love the Lord. He always reward our award efforts. And so when Zacchaeus put the effort in to see who Jesus is. Jesus walked by in the crowd and looked up in the sycamore tree and said, Zacchaeus, I see you. I saw the effort you put in running ahead of the crowd while everybody was just trying to get something right here. You ran ahead of the crowd. You got into the sycamore tree and now you have got my attention. Come on down. I'm going to your house today. Salvation has come to your house. That was effort that somebody put into wanting to know and see Jesus and their salvation came. Then I can think about blind Bartimaeus. That he was blind. He was on the street side and Jesus was walking and always a posse around him, people just moving with him, and blind Bartimaeus says, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me, and then the people around him was like, yo man, you don't see the master busy doing something, just keep it down, and the more blind Bartimaeus raised his voice and said, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me, and Jesus called him and said, what will you have me to 
do. And he wanted to see and Jesus touched him and he was healed. That's just two situations. That's just two occasions where people had a need and they cried out to Jesus. They didn't just sat there like they didn't have a need. They didn't just sit there and say, well, he should know. No. Faith is what makes you cry out. Faith is what makes you say, Jesus, I've got a need. Faith is what makes you open your mouth and speak. Faith is what makes you put action into what you believe and know. And that's what they all have in common. They have a need. And they activated their faith by speaking, by reaching, by crying out, by running. Whatever they had to do to get God's attention, that's what they did. And every time they had a need and they reached out to get his attention, guess what? He exceeded that need. We have needs. We are like Capernaum right now. We're in darkness. We we don't feel like we have a lot of hope. And we're talking ourselves into hope, and that's great. But I understand there's only one hope. I know we're talking ourselves and hope that we're going to be alright. But the only way we're going to be alright is if we cry out to Jesus. The only way we're going to be alright is if we reach out to Jesus. So if we all decide we're going to reach out to Jesus, guess what? We will be alright. But if we're just saying we're going to be alright because we're depending on our resilience, that's a sad story right there. And so I've come to tell you today what Jesus had put into my heart. That we're going to come out of the shadows if we will just call on him. We're going to come out of the shadows and out of the darkness if we will just look to him. If we will trust that he will bring us out. Israel trusts that the Lord will defend them from their enemies. And he did. So I'm here today to tell you, let's trust the Lord to bring us out of the shadows. Let's trust the Lord to bring us out of darkness. Jesus will always show up when there is a need. We just have to show our interest of the need we have in him. Church, let's encourage the folks around us by telling them we are coming out of the shadows. We need to be encouragers. Wherever we go, people need to look at us and say, why are you so just joyous? Why are you so happy? Why do you seem so content? Why do you seem so comfortable? Why do you seem so confident? And we need to tell them because we serve the Lord Jesus Christ and we know he will bring us through. We know he will bring us out of the shadows. We don't have to worry about a thing. If you trust in the Lord Jesus, you won't have to worry about a thing. If you will obey the Lord Jesus, you don't have to worry about a thing. Let's stand. We're coming out of the shadows. Those of us that are in the shadows, those of us that are in darkness, we're coming out. Tell your neighbor, we're coming out. We're coming out. We have to trust the Lord. We can say it with confidence. We can say it with boldness because we know who he is. Not because we have confidence in ourselves, but we have confidence in him. I love the Lord. Every time I think on him, he makes me smile. Every time I think on him, I just feel this peace. The Bible says he's the prince of peace. And every time I just can think of the Lord. 
it just gives me great comfort. And so we're going to go before the Lord one more time before we dismiss and just love him. Just love him. Wherever you are, church, I just want you to love the Lord just for the next few moments and let him know how much you just, you're just so thankful. You're just so appreciative. Just love him. Oh, God, I love you. I just want you to know, Lord Jesus, how much I appreciate you. I thank you for your comfort. I thank you for your peace. I thank you for your joy. I thank you, Lord Jesus, for the confidence that you bestow in us because of who you are. I thank you, Lord God, for all that you have shown us and for all that you've done for us. I thank you, Lord Jesus, for the hope that we have in you. Oh God, it doesn't matter how grim the situation is. It doesn't matter how how difficult the situation may seem. It doesn't matter how challenging things are. Lord, our confidence is in you. Our hope is in you. And our faith as we know Jesus Christ, Almighty God, will bring us out and will bring us through. We know that, Lord God. You've shown us so often of your goodness, of your mercy. You saved us, oh God, from our sins. You called us into your church, Lord. And so, God, we're so grateful and thankful for all that you've done, for where you have brought us to. And now, Lord, we have this deep yearning and excitement inside of us for this last run, for this last, oh God, revival. We're getting ready to experience all across our world. We have this great expectation and excitement in you. There is revival that's rising up. There's revival that's traveling the earth. There's revival that's moving across this world. And oh God, we have great expectation and excitement of what we know is getting ready to happen. The blessings that we're getting ready to experience. Oh, the deliverance that we're getting ready to experience. Oh, the salvation of our family members and friends and co-workers and neighbors that we're getting ready to see save. Oh, God, we're excited. We're thankful. We're grateful. And oh, my God, we celebrate you, the great and mighty God, the only true and living Savior, the lifter up of our heads, our comforter, our shield, our buckler, our exceeding and great reward. You are the author finisher of our faith. It is you, oh God, that we praise. And oh God, we're so thankful. Oh God, we feel your loving arms wrapped around us. Nobody can love us the way you love us. Nobody can treat us the way you treat us. Nobody can protect us the way you protect us. Nobody can keep us the way you keep us. Nobody can provide for us the way you provide for us. Oh my God. Oh, what an awesome God we serve. What an awesome God we serve. Jesus. Jesus, we adore you. Jesus, we honor you. Jesus, oh, we love you. Jesus, you are awesome. You're awesome. 
awesome, Lord Jesus. You're awesome, Lord Jesus. Lord, we love you. Lord, we adore you. And we worship you. Oh, great King. Oh, great King. Oh, great King. Who can compare to thee? None compares to thee. None is like thee. None, oh God, can set us free like thee. None, oh God, can sustain us like thee. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. One more time, lift your hands and just love the Lord with a wave. Lift your hands and just wave unto the Lord. And just wave unto the Lord. And just wave unto the Lord. And just wave unto Jesus. What an awesome God. What an amazing God. He is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Holy is the Lord. Holy is the Lord. You are holy, 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 Lord. It has nothing to do with me. It has everything to do with the great and wonderful God that we serve. And so I just thank him today for allowing me to be a part of you and for us being a part of each other. Continue to be faithful to the Lord. Let this time draw you closer to the Lord. Let this time draw you closer to one another. Let this time draw you closer to your family. Let this time cause you to show more of the love of God than you've ever shown. Let this time cause you to be a giver of just being a blessing. God is good to us. Let's be good to one another. Let's be good to the Lord Jesus Christ. Woo! May you have a wonderful day. May you have a glorious day. Continue to hold fast. Next week is Resurrection Sunday, I believe. That has come so quickly. And so we're going to celebrate together again. 
Continue to trust the Lord. Continue to have faith. Continue to believe. And we will be together again soon. I love you. Have a wonderful afternoon. God bless you in Jesus' name.